Doing this podcast gives me lots of reasons to look at the past. Taking a look at the best parts of music and pop culture and what made those albums, songs, and artists so good. But I also need to look at what's out now too. I want to be in the moment and look at the future of music as well as the past and present. Besides, it's fun to guess what could be a hit and maybe find something new along the way. So that's exactly what we are going to do this week. My buddy Scott and I are going to sit down, look at some new songs, find something new to like, and figure out what's going to be a hit. It's the Music Meeting on The Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. So we've got a whole lot of new songs here and a lot of, a lot of different stuff. But you could say again, that again. I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of like looking for more more stuff that you'd be familiar with too, Scotty. And you threw some of that in. That's for sure. Not going to complain about that. Uh, we're going to start things off on this one, though, with uh, a new song uh, from Boy Pablo. Rest up. Yeah, I have slowly started getting into them a little bit. Uh, I was first like introduced to them through a really cheesy music video, so that kind of put me off of them. But then after just kind of stumbling across their music, I just started to, to really dig it. I loved how laid back those like really clean sounding guitars. It just, yeah, it, it, it really uh, just really got me in the feels in a really good way. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that too. It's uh, it's just got that um, that chill vibe to it. Absolutely. And, and it's uh, yeah, it would be perfect. Like if you're just having something kicked back in your house by yourself, relaxing with a beer in your hand, or even sitting outside while there's you know the last nice few days of 2020 that we're gonna see. What do you think? Do you think it has a chance at being a hit though? Uh, I would say based on name recognition, probably not. It would have a chance as a like a sleeper hit, maybe, or um, an opportunity for Boy Pablo to get a little bit more notice mainstream-wise. But I, I would say right off the get-go, based on name recognition, probably not going to be an, uh, a hit. That's what people are craving right now is that familiarity. So that's fair. Yeah, but I think you know again, it does have that kind of sleeper hit potential. Maybe especially on alternative stations like this. Yes. I feel like would be tailor-made for an alternative station, especially like this time of year, as you know, you get in those uh, some nice sunny fall days. You got some good music to go with that. I think it actually reminds me a little bit of uh, Tame Impala, like I was showing you last time. Yeah. Except really toning down the psychedelic stuff, but toning up the pop influence, you know? For sure. Also found a new one from Tate McRae, someone who we have heard a little bit from in the past. Yeah, uh, so so this is our little bit of CanCon. That's good. There's actually a couple of CanCon songs in here. I shouldn't say that. Uh, but this is a bit of a CanCon coming into the mix. Um, it, it's This one's obviously, I have a feeling, going to at least get top 20. Um, and, and part of that is is because it's that nice short fill song length. <laughs> Exactly. Like that's like that's some good enough CanCon right there. Get that two twenty four. Two twenty four. Yeah. The only thing is, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's not really authentic enough in a way. Like I feel like it's trying to copy too much of Billie Eilish and Alessia Cara. And Tate McRae is still fairly still new. new. Yeah. Like within the last year, she had her first single, that being uh, "Stupid." Mm-hmm. And now it's like she's still trying to find her sound and find her way and what actually would mean success for her in the industry. 
Exactly. Like she's still kind of wearing her influences on her sleeve. Decent enough song, but you know, I think as good as this song is, she still has room to grow. Absolutely. We also uh, have a one that's coming in. It's a cover. Um, totally not what you would think of when you hear this uh, song name, but you spin me around like a record originally done by dead or alive back in the eighties. And now we've got it being done by three teeth. Yes, they are continuing the time-honored tradition of industrial bands doing really edgy and cheesy 80s covers. Oh, 100%. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> exactly. And that is, it, it's what I love about it, but also it's what I dislike about it just as much too, because really the big weakness with bands like this doing covers like this is that newcomers will go to that cover and they will only like that without really exploring the rest of Three Teeth's catalog. It, it could go the other way, um, where people are listening to a song like this, a cover that pops up, uh, and then they might not necessarily realize that that's a cover and they'll take it for what it's worth. Exactly. And that can be also another drawback, because then you get that people who don't recognize the greatness that is the original. <laughs> Listen to Dead or Alive, damn it. <laughs> yes. If they have, and they have more than you spin me around. They have yes. some good songs. Yes, but the, the, by definition, they were kind of a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Absolutely, though. And it's like, obviously, this won't be a major radio hit, but I enjoy it, and I could see some people just kind of like accidentally stumbling across it and really digging it and adding it to their playlists that way. For sure. Yeah. And back to something that is actually somewhat of a hit already if you look at the billboard charts calvin harris and the weekend with over now yeah it went straight into rotation on a lot of radio stations i know uh, i was talking to a couple of friends of mine uh who are working top 40 and they were playing at day number one yeah and i can see why like this this song i have there's really only one thing that you can say about over now and that is it is a certified bone jam Yes, Tim. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's not a, something I expected to hear about Calvin Harris and the weekend at any point, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so obviously that one's going to be a hit. Uh, Madison Beer is back with one called Baby. Yes, and no. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It's it, it. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's, but just, it's not great. It's not great. It's and, just kind of there. Yeah, it's just there. I, I liked I liked Home With You a little bit better. Like, Madison Beers needs to keep trying. Yeah. There's talent there. But again, this song, it just, it, it, it doesn't do it for me. I remember when we had added for A New Music Friday, um, her second single that came out. I got questioned on it by the boss man. And I was like, look, we didn't even expect the first single to do what it did, but here we are. <laughs> exactly. So we'll have to see what happens with that one. I'll, it'll become like a TikTok hit or something like that and yeah. make it big that way. Something like that, but I, I can't picture it being like no. in, in the public eye for a while. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Kind of deviating away from things, uh, going into country territory a little bit with a new one from Brothers Osborne called. Stella. And I don't mind listening to Brothers Osborne. Like I'm not, uh, country's not my first go-to. I'll listen to country. Don't get me wrong, but it's not my first go-to by any means. Uh, I don't mind Brothers Osborne though. 
Yeah. They'll be one of the first ones I'll listen to. Absolutely. I feel the exact same way. Like uh, when Stay a Little Longer came out, I dug that song a lot. And I really like this song. It's, I think the thing I like about it most is that it's not bro country. It's a little edgier. Like it's, it's a little heavier than your average country song. It, it's more towards that country rock type thing that we saw, you know, like with the Eagles, even for that matter. Exactly. Like, it's kind of like, it's an edgier Hootie and the Blowfish almost. Like, if, if Hootie and the Blowfish tried to be <laughs> badass, it would it would sound like that. I, that's the best analogy that we can come up with that one. Uh, we've got uh, Blackpink and Selena Gomez teaming up as well for Ice Cream. This song grew on me, actually. I didn't like it at first, but it, it took a couple listens. Now, you know what? It's not too bad. I'm still very meh about it, but it's probably it, it's probably going to work its way up the charts, I'm thinking. I think so. Like K-pop is really like making that explosion over the past couple of years, and this is just another one of those songs that is just like... And another one of those groups that I think is yeah. going to be good, because... You know, you have BTS, but you don't really have too many of the K-pop girl groups making it too big over in North America True. yet. And I think Blackpink is going to be like that first wave. Ah, yes. I could see that totally happening. Yeah. And, you know, Selena Gomez, she's she's always like consistently pretty good to listen to. Not someone I go out of my way to hear, but, you know, I don't like yeah. her voice. But you don't turn off the radio if it comes on. Exactly. Exactly. And this is another one that I wanted to, to talk about. Uh, Tim Boness, a uh, singer for No Man, back with a solo album called Late Night Laments. And I'm a huge fan of this album. I decided to share one of the songs called I'm Better Now with Scott. I just wanted to get your first impressions of it and see if you liked it just as much as I did. Uh, again, it's kind of got, like we said earlier, uh, the sort of kind of like chilled acoustic laid back vibe to it which uh is totally good as you're getting into these uh cooler months and whatnot the to have in your playlist so i didn't mind it at all yeah i thought it was really good i think one of the better songs off of that album but really it's best to just listen to the whole thing because it is just so perfect for this time of year i think and a great way to introduce yourself to that guy's music for sure. Uh, Katy Perry back with one called Cry About It Later, which when I first read the title of it, when I was scrolling through the playlist you sent me, I'm like, oh my gosh. Here comes another Katy Perry ballad on this album called Smile, where she's not smiling, and it actually kind of surprised me. Yeah, I I kind of liked it. I mean, it wasn't great, but, you know. It's better than some of the other stuff we've heard coming off that album. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I... I want to like Katy Perry. I really do. But I don't know. Her just her new stuff just isn't doing it for me. So is she past her prime, do you think? I mean, the charts kind of speak for themselves. But I always think that Katy Perry is going to be around to some degree. Maybe not being like a huge major hit maker like she was back in the Teenage Dream era. But she, for the most part, I'd say has stood the test of time enough that she is always going to have a music career. So she's always just going to be kicking around like Madonna. Exactly. She has built up her family. <laughs> she's just going to like stick with that. And really, what else could you want? As a she's going to be, <laughs> she's going to be like turning 50 and having like these jam out hits where she's going to like get half naked at the Super Bowl or something like that. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and another new one 
I, I just actually discovered this band, but they've been around kind of since the, the mid 90s, kind of off and on. Okay. Yeah, Faithless with Synthesizer. When I was first listening to it, I can't place what it is, but the beat, there's something about the beat that has familiarity to me. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, it's familiar, but it is still a total bop. Yes. And yeah, the, the lyrics are cheesy. But again, that oh, yeah. adds to the appeal of it. You know, it, it, it's dance music. It doesn't have to be deep. It's, it's, this is a fun song in every sense of the word. And I love it for what it is. Maybe there's just that familiarity to it because like its literal name is Synthesizer and everything from the 80s basically had Synthesizer in it. Exactly. And continuing down the path of electronic music, going a little more into weird territory, we have PC Music Label founder A.G. Cook releasing a lot of solo stuff this year. But Oh Yeah is a song that really stuck out to me because on the surface, it's very simple, but... The more I listen to it, the more I I enjoy it. Again, I enjoy it for what it is. It's just like kind of a, a slow jam pop song that's just been kind of like over-edited to the point where it's become a pop art piece. Originally, when I saw that, again, just scrolling through the list, I was like, is this a cover of Yellow? Really? Really? Are we doing this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. And I feel like it would be something that A.G. Cook would do. Uh, something that is very uh, up this girl's alley, uh, the, the style of song I'm talking about. Ruth B., uh, here's your uh, another piece of CanCon for you, Dirty Nikes. She's singing about shoes. Yeah, but I, I like this song. I actually think this is one of her best songs yet. It's, it's cozy, you know? Yes, like, um, let's be honest, Lost Boy, despite it being a hit, I did not care for. I found it very whiny and just kind of super ballady and wasn't i i think it came out like right at the start of summer too so it wasn't really what people were looking for at that time of year but yet somehow was that year uh it defied all odds and then uh, she came out with superficial love which was a little bit more um mid-tempo than anything and uh now dirty nikes i'd say it's probably one of her better ones yeah yeah i, I think so too i i just wish that she would make a little more upbeat music and again, Ruth B is someone that I do know from many years ago. I've heard her sing more upbeat stuff. So I know she has the chops to do it. Just needs to, you know, actually get around to recording something a little more upbeat. Because I think, I think that would like really like bring her over the top. I like the ballads, but I just want to hear something a little different, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I completely agree with you on that one, honestly. Um, but yeah, you would have seen her. You, uh, she's from Edmonton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Alberta represent. Yeah, uh, Muzz, start again. Yeah, I basically the whole reason I like this is just because it sounds like Pendulum. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing: I haven't like listened to a whole lot of Pendulum, but when you're friends with Tim Gavin, you uh, get unsolicited Pendulum. Yeah. sent to your inbox and uh when i heard started hearing this song as part uh, of the playlist i was like yep yeah, this uh that sounds about right that's that's very close to pendulum that's right up tim's alley absolutely and i would i would say that even though it does sound very similar muzz does kind of manage to do his own thing with it kind of takes it in a slightly different direction but 
he accomplishes basically the same thing. And, you know, I've been waiting over a decade for a new Pendulum album. We are so close to a new single release. In fact, we'll probably have some Pendulum to listen to for the next music meeting. But oh, this is just this, this is the kind of music I'm looking for in my life. That's that's all. I know it won't be a hit, <laughs> but I I can picture it. I can picture a lot of DJs playing this song when people start going back to clubs. I think it just kind of fits there. Interesting, uh, interesting choice for a club song. Yeah. Kind of going international again with uh, Japanese rock band Radwimps with Blame Summer. I first heard them when they were doing the soundtrack for one of my favorite movies of all time, Your Name. I just love how varied their music is. And that's really all I can say. They go from doing these really like low-key instrumental pieces to full-blown rock songs. And this is a little more laid back for them, but I love the production on it. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i be honest, I didn't listen to the full 5 minutes and 43 seconds, but I got enough to catch what I needed to know, and uh, yeah, yeah it, there's great production on it, I found. Yeah, but again, going back to that, uh, to that song length, this is one of those times where I think maybe a radio edit would be kind of good, like shave it down to like 4, maybe 3 and a half minutes, and have that for a radio single, then keep that yeah. just that full version as an album cut. But you know, I think it's pretty good otherwise. Some more CanCon here. Uh, JP Sachs doing a little bit of solo stuff instead of teaming up with Julia Michaels. Uh, this one's called A Little Bit Yours, and it's still a little bit ballady. A little bit, but that being said, I think it's probably better that he has another ballad besides If the World Was Ending, because that song is forever going to be associated with COVID-19 and the year 2020 in general. And once all this is over, eventually people aren't going to want to listen to it anymore because it's just going to bring back so many bad memories. And honestly, even now, like I hear it come on and I'm like, mm. like I'm getting tired of this song guys. Yeah. I, I like, I like both their voices, but it's, it, it's too slow even for me. Going back to the uh, new one, though, a little bit yours, I'm uh, I'm thinking it won't have the same potential to be a hit down in the States. I think he's had his one. Yeah. Uh, but in Canada, for sure, I would give it probably top 20. Oh, d- hands down. It's definitely going to be a CanCon hit for sure. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Down in the States, probably not so much. No, yeah. no, not really. But one thing that I think could be a hit down there, uh, Phineas. Billy yes. Eilish's older brother making some of his own music and like, not sounding right. like Billy Eilish. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I, I'd say it sounds more like Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like um, he's kind of doing his own thing, yeah. which is good that they're um, the brother sister team. There is still, you know, they're letting themselves have their own creative freedom and how they want each thing to sound and whatnot. So uh, super cool that he has released something of his own. Yeah, and there's a full album too, which I think I'll probably have to get around to hearing at some point because, you know, this song, it's, I, I, again, it feels, you know, again, really laid back, but I still dig it. And that's that's the thing. It's the time of year where you're going to get a lot more of those laid back songs coming out because when it gets to be like, april may everybody wants those pump up songs that get them excited for summer and now it's like okay we're gonna go cozy up in our hoodies and by the fire and sit in the nice warmth of our furnace and stuff we we can deal with listening to stuff like this exactly 
SZA is back with a new one called Hit Different, and it kind of hits different. It really does, <laughs> but uh, it's so good, though. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think it does. Um, I, I even like it better than uh, The Other Side. I'm kind of with you there. did with Justin Timberlake. I know that was like the big song and whatnot, but I feel like this one is... Uh, is better and much more suited for SZA. I think so too. And the Ty Dolla Sign feature, really good. Yes. Yeah, I thought he totally. sounded pretty great on this song. And now we're going to kind of go something a little bit more vintage with Wolfpack, LAX, kind of big in their own right right now, made big purely off the internet. But they have so many songs that I think would be right at home on some radio stations. Yeah, and this one... Uh... I don't think it's any different. I think it's still got that uh, nice um, nice vibe to it that would fit well in mainstream. So uh, definitely something that uh, people might be interested in putting into their playlist. Don't think it's going to be a hit, again, based on name recognition, though. That's fair. But I don't, I don't know, though. I feel like, again, even without the radio airplay, Wolfpack, they have built an up enough of, their, of a name for themselves that I think a lot of people would recognize them. And another well, something that's definitely recognizable this name yeah new order <laughs> new order <laughs> back with another single and new order is another band that i am really fond of just because they're kind of a, a rarity for legacy acts like yeah they have like those big 80s hits but their newer stuff is still pretty well loved you don't really see too many of that with 80s bands like that yeah they'll keep putting out new music but the fans won't really click onto it and the thing with uh be a rebel is um it's still trying to stay true to new order's roots Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you you see a lot of people with the a lot of artists with the music that they're doing these days um dua lipa we'll be talking about one from david getta and sia here in just a couple minutes as well um lady gaga you name it they're going back to more of those 80s 90s vibes with their music new order is updating it as well to stay current yeah absolutely like they they very much i feel like keep up with the times but also kind of have a timeless sound too. Like listen to like, especially I even say like their 90s stuff really like hits that truly timeless part where it just like gets everything right. And it sounds so fresh even today. And be a rebel is just like another, another real win for new order. And I think it might be a real surprise for people who haven't heard them in a while. Listen to this song. I guarantee you're going to love it. This is uh, definitely a Tim ad on the list. Killer Be Killed, Deconstructing Self-Destruction. Yeah, this is probably one of the greatest supergroups to come out of the last decade. And it's one that you really don't expect to be so long-lasting because there are three lead singers in this band. All, all three of the main members, all front men for different bands. You have Max Cavalera from Sepultura and Soulfly, Troy Sanders from Mastodon, Greg Puchato from The Black Queen and The Dillinger Escape Line. All sound completely different, and yet their voices weave in and out together perfectly in this band. Their 2014 debut album, one of the best heavy metal albums of that decade, I love this new song, and I can't wait to see what their next album is going to be like. I'll let Tim have the final word on that one, because it is out of my wheelhouse, for sure. (laughs) Uh, I mentioned this one, though. David Guetta and Sia, Let's Love. Uh, Totally goes back to those 80s vibes. Um, 
David Kett over the last few years, let's be honest, I don't think he's really had a super big hit since the last time he worked with Sia. I think so, too. And that's not to say that he hasn't been busy. Like, he's still dropped a few singles over the years. But he, I think, has been purposely going a little bit more underground, not really focusing too much on building up, like, mainstream radio hits as much as going back to his roots, making those dance floor singles again, which he did He's been doing a lot of those, collaborating with another producer called Morton. Um, another song that I kind of looked up while kind of researching this episode is a really hard techno song called Detroit 3 AM. That one is a total jam. This one is a little different, and I feel like it could potentially be a hit just because that winning combination, David Guetta and Sia, you have that combination. You know they've done really good songs together before, and this is just like another addition to that. Oh, for sure. It's uh, it's just going to be added to the repertoire, and it's going to give us something to listen to other than Titanium. Absolutely. And I love how different it is. Like, I've never heard David Guetta make music like this yeah, before. Yeah, totally, totally. It's something different. So uh, I'll, I'm definitely interested to see where that goes on the charts. Yeah, and speaking of artists that haven't really had too much of a hit in a while, Marilyn Manson, Don't Chase the Dead. Yeah, yeah, when I saw that on the list, I was like, wait, Marilyn Manson is is back all of a sudden? Well, he never really left. It's just, no. Again, his his music hasn't been really that great in a while. And again, I'm I'm a fan. I hate to be that guy. I prefer the early work. I've given every one of his new albums a chance, but they don't quite do it for me. But this, this is an exception. I hear a lot of Bowie uh-huh. on this too. Yeah, that's true. I did hear Bowie on that one. Yeah. Now that you say that, of course. Um, yeah, uh, then there's Marshmallow and Demi Lovato, or as, uh, Tim referred to Marshmallow as, Diet Diet Dead Mouse. Mouse. (laughs) Uh, in case you, uh, haven't realized, Tim's not the biggest fan of Marshmallow, but they're back with okay not to be okay. And I actually didn't mind this one. At least Marshmallow is kind of changing up his formula a little bit. Like, I find all his other songs kind of sounded the same. This one kind of stood out to me. This one is very much along the same lines as the one he did with Halsey, though, with Be Kind. A little bit. Also, if you didn't know who was singing on this track, would you say it sounded like Selena Gomez? Yes. Yeah. Like, even though I saw that Demi Lovato was the singer on it, I still didn't believe it after hearing it. It sounded... No. It sounded like... I'm with you there. Like, as I was listening to it, I was like... This, this this sounds familiar. I like this sounds like somebody we just talked about earlier on. Uh, we also have Gorillas back with Robert Smith from The Cure. <laughs> Such a weird combination. I know. Like, what is twenty twenty doing to us? <laughs> Bringing us Song Machine, among other things. But this is like this is one of many many bizarre collaborations for Gorillas this year. They they've got this album coming out called Song Machine. Every album has a feature on it, and there are some weird ones. Like um, he did, they did a song with Beck, uh, Peter Hook, one of the former members of New Order, was on a track. Saint Vincent. Also coming up, they've got a song with Elton John. So weird. Yeah, and this is a really weird song. I again, I don't think it'll be a radio hit. But no. I think it's probably one of the more interesting Gorillaz tracks. I'm happy to hear Robert Smith. I, I love Robert Smith and his voice. I think it blends in well with the with Gorillaz. 
I I agree. I agree. And it's not just because it's Friday. I'm in love. Yeah. And one last <laughs> CanCon one, and one that I know Scott might have a little more insight on, Neon Dreams with Don't Go Hating Me Now. Yeah, so um, it, it's very Neon Dreams-like. Very. It's it, it's super up their alley. Uh, still a little bit different than the rest of the stuff they've uh, put out before. Uh, has a potential, I think, to be a hit in Canada. Yeah. I, uh, and... I, I, and Neon Dreams is one of those groups like it's all how do I want to put this they're not all their songs that are released as singles have staying power like there's some that are released as singles they get played by radio for two three weeks and then they get thrown kicked to the curb but then there's like a couple of Neon Dreams songs that are basically going to be on Canadian radio rotation until the end of time there we go. That's the best way of putting yeah, it. But what do you think? Is that is Don't Go Hitting Me Now going to fall into the latter category, or do you think it's going to disappear after a few weeks? I think, I think this is going to be one of those ones that's going to kick around for a little bit and longer than just the two, three weeks, but then it'll go away, and it'll just... It'll come a time where after about six, seven weeks, or maybe two months, where radio's just going to be pulling the plug on it. Yeah, but in the meantime, I do really like the song. For sure. It does kind of remind me of Bastille a little bit. Do you notice that? Yes. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did notice a little bit. Just um, Jin Menken by Tobacco. What the hell, Tim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that I snuck that in. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> also, my thoughts when I heard it. <laughs> I have paused it at a minute and one second, and that's all I could listen to. That's fair. I I liked Babysitter a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Okay. So we got through the songs. What do you think the big hits are going to be? Uh, I'd say I'm going to split it up. Uh, a little bit. I'm going to say, well, obviously over now, Calvin Harris and The Weeknd. Uh, I'm going to also say Let's Love by David Guetta and Sia. Okay Not to Be Okay by Marshmello and Demi Lovato. And your CanCon, uh, I would give it to Ruth B, actually. Yeah, you know okay. what? I I'd have, I'd definitely have to give it to Ruth B on that one. Definitely my favorite of the Canadian tracks. But I think for the biggest hit out of the bunch, probably going to be over now. Though I do have high hopes for Let's Love. And I have I I will say as well, um, not necessarily going to be on like the mainstream top forty charts or anything like that. But uh, that Brothers Osborne song Skeletons is going to do uh, some wonders on the countryside. Absolutely agree. It's hard to believe this podcast has been going on for 20 episodes now. I still consider it to be pretty new, but I'm having a lot of fun, and thank you so much for coming along for the ride as well. I'm still working out the kinks, but I'm always looking for feedback, and I wanted to tell you about my plans going forward for The Tim Gavin Show. I'm still looking at doing the deep dives into music history and pop culture, but because I'm trying to change up my own personal schedule, and hopefully it'll change very soon, I'm switching things up so I can still bring you a new episode once a week, but I can also try some other things too. So each week, I'm going to be centering each episode around either still the number one 
or a music meeting, depending on the week. But I will center some music history and some other ideas that I've had brewing around each of those episodes. So thanks so much for sticking with me. I'd love to hear what else you think. Let me know what you like the most about The Tim Gavin Show or stuff that you think I need to improve on. Leave a review on iTunes. Check out our social media. Let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. You can even message me right over on anchor.fm slash The Tim Gavin Show. Additional production by Scott Mitchell. I'm Tim Gavin. Talk to you next time.